0: You're listening to Your Highness Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Crash, and today I am joined once again by the lovely Morgan Christine. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, so we're going to start as we always do with our fave pot, not pot. We're just going to go right into it. I'm not even going to ask you how you're doing today, Morgan. <laughs> you're high. I know. <laughs> I skipped the small talk. The higher I am, the the less I like to talk about how you're doing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're less animated than usual. <laughs> yeah. like. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so my fave pot is, um. so <laughs> there are these little mini pre-rolls and I talk about it often how it, I love little pre-rolls that you can smoke quickly right um especially when you just need to take a little break well these have distillate infused they're they're flavored pre-rolls so the ones i used were sweet melon and um they're called colors or two colors by evo labs i'll link it in the notes but it was delicious and i loved it So when you smoke
1: flavored um you don't get any kind of calories so it's like you could just i mean could you do, smoke like a meatloaf flavored um uh, marijuana cigarette or like yeah. a baked potato or a salad you know you could have a it's whole funny you say that joint
0: <laughs> it's funny you say that because my husband calls these the wonka weeds but it's it does feel like that like you're smoking it and you're like whoa this is interesting
1: <laughs> so do not get the munchies if you feel like you just smoked a meal That's what I
0: I don't know. That would be interesting. Maybe someone mm-hmm. should try to make that. <laughs> I like it. Maybe you should go patting that right now. <laughs>
1: I'm going to do that. You know, that's a brilliant idea. Why didn't somebody think of that first? Right? So what is And what is this not pot? Your favorite is the masked singer. I think I saw something
0: about this. What <laughs> yes. is that? Well, I mean, the garbage fire that is currently going on around us. You need a minute to empty your brain before you go to bed. At least I do, because I get caught up in everything that's going on right now. So it's difficult to find something that is that captivating. And The Masked Singer is that thing. I'm not saying it's like great TV, per se.
1: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Um, It's just very, you can't stop watching it. Like, you'll give it five minutes and you'll want to watch the whole thing. And last season, so the whole concept is that these people come out in these very elaborate uh, costumes and they're dressed up as uh, an animal or a thing you know Mm -hmm. like a Christmas tree or a fox and then Mm -hmm. they warble the voice when the person talks so you can't figure out who it is Mm -hmm. and they give you clues and you're supposed to guess who the celebrity is underneath the costume Mm -hmm. and they sing every week they sing a different song um, and it's captivating
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so is the, is the guest singer new every week, or do you have a couple weeks to figure out who it is?
0: No, so they have a lineup, and then every week, it's kind of like every other competition show. They eliminate someone, and when they eliminate them, they take their mask off, or their it's really like the head of their costume, and uh. then you see who it is. And last season, I was really uh, on the nose with most of the guesses, but this season, they've really thrown me off. Um, I've guessed a couple right, but... I have not. You, I can't, can I, have I have no do idea. a
1: spoiler alert? I mean, if they've already been unmasked, can we talk about them?
0: I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, come on. I mean, Kelly Osborne. I, I mean, know that. Okay. I did not see that coming at all. I was yeah, shocked.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, that was the only thing I saw. I I, I mean, I've never seen the show in my life, but I just saw some something where she was like, oh, actually singing.
0: And it sounded like she had a decent voice. She really did. That's what threw me. <laughs> 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 I forget See? who I thought she was. Um but I did guess Raven Simone prop I I I knew that was her. Um mm-hmm. And then, oopsie, I just told somebody. Oh, all right, that's oh all boy, I'm going to oh, tell you. There we go. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. You got to put spoiler alert at the beginning
1: of the video. Right? Your show.
0: Hashtag spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Morgan, I see you're going to have one thing for both your pot, <laughs> pot not pot this week. Huh?
1: Well, <laughs> are we calling CBD,
0: cannabidiol? Are we
1: calling that pot or not pot?
0: It depends on who you talk to to be honest.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I say yes. <laughs> but yeah. Because
1: know. I'm loving it. I love it. Uh I love you know, CBD. talk about I do too. And I was reading the other day that, you know, now the feds are coming after that. And of you know, of course. Um but then I also saw or I read somewhere that now maybe the feds are actually going to legalize cannabis and you know the actual full-on cannabis plant. So Ooh. what's going to happen, you know, with all of it? I it's just still
0: all there's so time, much to, to figure out.
1: You know, I mean, people, why are we still having this debate? Let's just leave it up to the people let's just get it out and make it available cbd cannabis hemp the plant itself let it be free
0: so would your your fave not so is your cbd is your fave pot not pot my i was just going to say what i don't like about cbd right now is the fact that people are getting like annoyed by the conversations you know I'm seeing Mm -hmm. editors on Twitter making jokes about, oh, we've had enough CBD pitches and things like that, you know, and it's like, I get it on one level, you know, it's a trend that people are talking about and it can get a little tiring, but at the same time, I'm always finding out new things that it can do, (laughs) so why can't we talk about it a lot, right? Exactly. Um, We need to talk about everything, all of it. Yeah, yeah.
1: And why is it still illegal when you've got 88,000 Americans dying of alcohol abuse and families being distraught and torn up over opioid addiction and people are still dying and we have still got, you know, so much suffering going on and we're still having to have this discussion and still having to have yeah. this fight. So,
0: But we have to have them. Bullshit. We have to have them. Yeah. It gets annoying. But, And speaking of this, conversations that are annoying that we still have to have because Morgan, you especially know, I remember what a couple of years ago, almost three years ago when I started um, creating content for the Women's Cannabis Alliance, right? And we were talking about the wine moms versus the weed moms and, you know, doing a little bit of an eye roll because it's not a fair comparison, right? Mm-hmm. But no, I didn't think we'd still be having these conversations <laughs> like a couple years later, a few years later, but we are. And we're going to continue having those conversations. Um, but what I'm seeing a lot of lately is people talking about using cannabis during pregnancy, and I just experienced this myself, so it's um, something that's close to my heart. And also, I think that we should all just be talking about it because um, it's it's important. And I'm not talking about whether or not you should use it during pregnancy, because that's a personal choice, in my opinion um your body um, your choice right your baby yeah right your child's there's a lot of anecdotal evidence that a lot of people don't like to consider because it's not peer-reviewed or you know bought and paid for by a pharmaceutical company um <laughs> <laughs> so that's my opinion <laughs> right Right. Well but I know a lot of
1: women who will use cannabis during pregnancy because it helps with their nausea. It helps mm-hmm. with their morning sickness and it helps make them feel better. So what mm-hmm. is wrong with that?
0: Yeah, and if you have Crohn's like I did, it was uh the nausea was out of this world. I mean, it was horrible. And um I you know, I went through it <laughs> I had to mm-hmm. stop because my midwife wasn't understanding. Um, so anyway, we're gonna talk about like what you should consider uh, if you're, if you're, if you're contemplating using it during your pregnancy, or if you just found out you're pregnant, which I, I found out late in my pregnancy. So, you know, of course I tested positive. (laughs) Um, But a lot of people do because it takes a while anyway. Absolutely. I
1: know I was, you know, I know I had all kinds of stuff in my system when I was pregnant. Absolutely. I didn't know I was pregnant right away. I've had all kinds stuff in there and my children turned out absolutely amazing
0: oh your children but are gorgeous
1: could you imagine i mean women are having their babies taken away from them you know, if, they, if yeah. they turn up having any marijuana in their system in those baby systems unbelievable right. it's i know it's,
0: i mean when i i've been writing about this issue a lot lately and well not a lot but i've been writing about it um child protective services and their completely unchecked authority And it's so heartbreaking and infuriating when you hear some of the stories like one woman, she had her child taken away from her. She didn't get to take the baby home because someone in the hospital complained that her purse smelled like cannabis. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And so Mm -mm. a child protective service case was opened for it. She didn't get to take her child home right away. And even in those precious like first few days, like that can cause so much trauma. To your child, that, that is, is irreparable.
1: Bullshit. That is bullshit. More harm than more harm than good. More harm than good. Right there.
0: It's all. It's all more harm than good. And then I was also uh, shocked to find out that if they do start a case on you and they take your child away and you're fighting to get the custody back, a certain time comes goes by, and I believe it's it's a very short window of time, um, <clears throat> and someone wants to adopt your children, they can do so without your consent. Nope.
1: Nope. That's not going to happen. It's bonkers. Oh, uh-uh.
0: So there are a few things. I I see a lot of conversations. I'm in a lot of different like groups and boards and things like that. And I'm seeing that there is a lot of misconception that needs to be addressed. Um, just some things to consider before, you know, really getting into the waters of this, because it's a very complex issue.
1: Um, and thankfully, there are a lot of people out there that can help these these families are, that are in this crisis. You know, I know that there are here in Washington, um, Danica Noble with Normal Women. She, oh, is, yeah. She is a strong advocate for moms, and she'll go out there and she'll start rattling some chains, you know, as best she can. And, um, you know, we'll you'll find a group that can help. Hopefully, we, you know, it, I couldn't even imagine if somebody tried to touch my kids. Couldn't even no. imagine. Talk about mama bear. Oh, my goodness.
0: I know it's so bad. Um, And it's like you're never you're not going to be safe until it's federally legal, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, OK, so uh, let's go through a couple of things that people should consider, Morgan. Um, Well, I see a lot of people talk about how they think that having a card or being in a state like Colorado or California um, is going to protect you from anything when you have a child and you have been using cannabis and that is not the case Um, unfortunately because it's federally illegal it's really up to the doctors the hospital and the child protective service agency um, your state local agencies and what they want to do when they're because they're going to test you when you give birth Um, not every single place will i've heard some stories where they won't and especially if you have like a home birth or something like that, that's different, you know, that puts you in they, a different category, I think.
1: They test you. Do they test your baby?
0: Yes, they will. Um, I mean, it depends. Again, like it's you should check out your state laws, which is what I was going to say next before going to your first um appointment. Find out what what are your local laws and one really great place to find out that information is the uh, Family Law and Cannabis Alliance. Now, the FLCA um, is not actually functioning anymore, but the website is an archived database, essentially, and there is so much invaluable information on this site. Um, the, the two people that put this together, the two women, Sarah uh, Arnold and... Jess Cochrane. I hope I'm saying her last name. Cochrane. Properly. Cochrane. Cochrane. Oh. Cochrane. <laughs> Cochrane. Uh, Cochrane. There's an E at the end, so I think it's Cochrane. Um, well anyway, they put so much effort into this and so much time. Um, there are state by state laws and it tells you how you can deal with CPS when you have to deal with them, like what what kind of um Steps to follow. And mm-hmm. Sarah has also written some very, very deeply researched uh articles that are on the site that talk about every aspect of the process if you have to go through it. Um she was through it, she went through it four times. And um they even came to visit her the day after her daughter died. It's tragic. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they don't care, you know? It's just and and of course they're back, they tried to backpedal, but you know there's no reason for that. There's just no reason. Um, so, I mean, just be aware is really what it is. And, and Morgan, you know, there's a lot of places out there to talk about, uh, your, your questions that I know there are so many questions and it's hard to talk, to put yourself out there. Um, when you don't know what the situation could be really. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm Got to know what's going on, but I just couldn't imagine being a mom and, having your children taken away from you for something is so unbelievably beautiful as
0: a plant. Right. What kind of days no, are you know. living in?
1: You know, we've got 366 mass shootings since the new year, 366 mass shootings since the new year.
0: And you and want probably to take, by the time this airs, there's going to be more, you know,
1: Exactly. I mean,
0: it's re- and it's- you're going
1: to worry about whether mommy had a joint. It's unbelievable. So right. This world is so fucked up at times. It's, I just can't even believe it. It's, unbelievable you're gonna take a mo you take a kid off of a, a boob mm-hmm. or a joint mm-hmm. you got you got bigger problems people bigger problems
0: right i mean they destroy families is what they, the whole model yeah. they have set up is just to destroy families
1: and what are the chances that those families are of color or with uh with lesser means to fight oh the they're case? very
0: high yes absolutely yeah. Um yeah and there are a lot of facts about that out there. Um I mean just taking it it's it's tragic really but you have to do it. I mean when I was pregnant I didn't even really want to touch the subject because it's terrifying mm-hmm. and very stressful and it's like an out of body experience to talk about it when it's still very much a threat, you know. Um but there are people out there that will help you. Um in my research and, and and like writing these pieces I found you know there's lawyers like Allison Margolin um and I'm going to link her uh, practice she'll she said that if you need to find a state specific lawyer sh- you can call her and she will help you find one and that's a very big deal because this is a very weird part of the law that not a lot of lawyers practice because it's custody and it's also criminal defense, technically. Uh, you know, it's also drug cases, it, even though it's not a drug, but, you know, in the, the eyes of the law right now, it's a very complex legal issue. So, um, yeah.
1: Well, I just posted on Cannabis Women's Alliance a Forbes uh, article about the the feds planning to vote on it. Of course, you know, who knows where it's going to go, but... I mean, that would that would be a wonderful, wonderful way to, you know, help mitigate all of this stuff, because Trump actually voiced support of a far less reaching bill, which was led by Warren and Gardner. Um, So, you know, it's just if we could just get that, if we could just get that over the hump, you know, it would be it would be a big win and it was all democrats and i think one republican that were supporting the bill it has 55 co-sponsors all but one were democrats oh, gee. um i just no. don't
0: understand how you can be against making a child's life better i mean if you read the research the children that come from the 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 calls that are made to cps about cannabis are healthy and 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 well taken care right. of right <laughs>
1: Exactly. Where's the victim? Where's the crime?
0: Exactly. And the and the crime is that, you know, these ch- these parents are losing their jobs because they have to go into recovery uh programs and they have to lose their jobs over, you know, going to court or uh they lose their whatever savings they may have if they even have any spending it on lawyers. So, it's uh it's a very very serious issue and um, the only thing we can do is, is talk about it, you know, keep talking about it, keep having these conversations, because I see time and again, comments pop up on Instagram and such like, oh, no way are they doing that right now with everybody smoking and everybody being so accepting of cannabis. Oh, yes, they are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Are they sure? 100%. Are. Yep. Oh, so um, Stick we're together and fight it. Yes. Um, and I'm going to put some links into the notes first, some places to start. Um, and there's another podcast I am also going to link to, which I'm going to mention before we end, um, Blunt Blowing Mama. Uh, um, like that name. Blunt, yeah.
1: blunt Blowing Mama.
0: Yes. She's incredible. And her show is wonderful. And she has a lot of people on from the industry, but they talk about really complex issues about motherhood and cannabis, uh, you know, parenting in this space. So uh, definitely check that out. And I'm going to link that as well. Um, and Before we go, we should mention that we have a giveaway that we talked about in our last episode. Right, oh. Morgan?
1: Oh, my God. I love giveaways. I love giveaways. I'm, you mean like the giveaways that I'm giving away? The giveaway of a a set of shampoo and conditioners?
0: Yeah, what are those shampoos and conditioners heads? called?
1: Oh, they're called Bomb and Loud, and they're just amazing. Do you know that CBD is antimicrobial and antifungal? So when you put it on your scalp, it actually cleans the dank, goopy, grody grossness, that dank... It really does on your scalp. I know. I've been trying to tell people that it actually cleans
0: your scalp. And then for conditioning purposes, the ceramides that it holds help retain the moisture in your hair.
1: It does. And then it just packs in the moisture. So if you have a dry, itchy scalp, it actually makes it nice and moist. And I have a lot of people who have that dry scalp that think, oh, the moisture that it retains is just amazing. And then they smell so good. How Mm -hmm. can you smell so yummy? I, I just love want it. to eat people's head i just wash my so, hair if people i did too it's still a or shampooed thing. it
0: i know better as a former stylist they say wash we shampoo i just shampooed my hair <laughs>
1: right before oh. i got on with you <laughs> that? is that what we say we shampooed Shampooed.
0: It? yes we used to get in trouble in cosmetology school for saying wash so that like, you wash dishes you don't wash oh. hair
1: oh <laughs> well that's good for me to know then too i guess
0: yeah exactly yeah So anyway, our giveaway, going back to the story, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, we are having people share their scariest hair horror story. Hair horror story. That's a a mouthful. Who are you calling a horror story? Alliteration. (laughs) (laughs) Hair horror story. (laughs) I can't even say it now. Um, Just tell us your scariest, most devastating experience. (laughs) And we'll laugh at you
1: yes oh there's some good stories I love them some people
0: are hilarious with their uh, I've just loved what (laughs) we've got so far I mean really this is great I haven't received such a um, wonderful response to a giveaway before and it's probably because it's your products Morgan and you're amazing if I haven't told you that enough
1: today well I give it all up to the product because it's pretty awesome I love it I could imagine if I didn't (laughs) (laughs)
0: You keep saying that.
1: I know. It would be I like, bad, Morgan. It would be so bad. But yeah, there's some some good
0: stories out there. Okay, so we're gonna pick. We're going to pick five winners at the end of the year. Um, and if you share your story on Instagram or Twitter, please use the hashtag High Society Hair Care because that's the name of the product line, right? Morgan, we didn't even mention yes. that.
1: Oh yes, high society hair care with CBD bomb and loud,
0: loud. And if you do that, we're going to pick five winners, and we'll let you know, uh, probably on a future episode, and also on social media. Or anyway. you can just
1: come to highsocietyhaircare.com dot com, and it's only twelve ninety nine online. But if you would like to discount, you just enter friends for ten percent off.
0: Oh, there you go. I mean, <laughs> for that price, you're stupid not to try it. <laughs> Is that too harsh? <laughs> You're just dumb if you don't try it. <laughs> give it a whirl. Just give it a whirl. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so anyway, until next time, thank you so much, Morgan, once again, for bringing your amazing awesomeness to this episode. Thank
1: you so much. You are just a wonderful and badass, sister. I appreciate all that you do. Let's do it some more.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time, stay high and beautiful. Bye. Our guest today is Ah Warner. Ah is the CEO and founder of Cannabis Basics. She's been honored as Dope Magazine's patient of the month for her advocacy work on behalf of cannabis and received special awards for her focus and dedication to the women in Washington's cannabis industry. She's also the founder and executive director of International Cannabis health and beauty aids producers alliance and a guiding member of both normal women of washington and the cannabis women's alliance she also founded the federally trademark protected private social club called women of weed so ah uh, what was the impetus behind the creation of cannabis basics and hemp basics
2: oh my goodness well it started actually back in 1994 with cannabis creations and then cannabis creations body Cannabis Basics, we didn't rebrand to Cannabis Basics till about eight, seven, eight years ago. And then Hemp Basics, I had a THC and a Hemp line under Cannabis Basics. And then uh, after the farm bill passed, I rebranded the Hemp line to Hemp Basics. So it's been a branding transition for 24. I'm going on my 25th year. But I mean, going way, way back, how I got started, if that's what you're asking, is, you know, I walked into the Fremont Hemp Company, and, you mm-hmm. know, I couldn't believe my eyes, like, I, I knew about marijuana, but I did not know about industrial hemp, and I had no idea, w- really, what it could mean for the environment, for the country's wealth, um, yeah, I picked up Jack Herrer's book, um, you know, we got to give Chris Conrad, you know, Uh, The Emperor Wears No Clothes. Mm I think it's the Bible. If anybody hasn't read that and has not read that and they're into hemp, then uh, get one, read it. Um, But it started with that, really. I was pregnant with my daughter went shopping at the Fremont Hemp Company. It blew my mind and my life has never been the same.
0: Wow. And you know, I didn't even think to add this. I mean, I did think, but I didn't add it. Um, (laughs) Do you want to talk a little bit about what Kind of products you carry with cannabis basics and hemp basics because you sure. have a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, we have twenty four SKUs right now, but um, all in the topical category. So mm-hmm. only topical. I don't do anything ingestible. I don't okay. do anything that gets too high. Right. Um, but I also have a whole line. You know, it started with hemp there. So, and also back in the day when I first started back in 95 I was making candles and. And having a friend do artwork on hemp canvas and making pillows and making purses and making clothing and dyeing my own fabrics and yarns and so I really had about eight or nine different lines, but I chose to focus on topicals Mm -hmm. and I'm really glad that I did because it is the best thing that I could have transitioned into today's marketplace. Absolutely. So I had that cannabis creations body line and a bunch of other stuff for about, I don't know, twelve 13 years. Mm -hmm. And then um, I closed it because for a few years, because, you know, hemp was no longer trending, it was still super expensive. Mm -hmm. And then about eight years ago, a friend of mine asked me to help him open a medical marijuana dispensary. And that's when I started looking into the science of not hemp seed oil, but the science of marijuana and cannabinoids and terpenoids Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And I was like, holy moly, if I add this to all of my already award-winning hemp products, I will really have something. Mm-hmm. And that's what brings us on into today, where I have hemp basics, which is hemp seed oil. And uh, you know, not many people know all, all anybody really talks about now is hemp, what they're calling hemp oil. And I would say is actually a hemp derived extract. Okay. What they're talking about is candy oil. When I talk about hemp oil, I'm talking about the true hemp mm-hmm. oil, hemp seed oil, packed with omega six and three. You press it out of the grain. It's the perfect thing for skin care. It helps to regulate um, our cellular performance on, on you know the dermal le- level, and then um, it's just it's the basis of everything I do at both hemp basics and cannabis basics. And then the hemp basics also has hemp derived CBD as since the Farm mm-hmm. Bill passed. And then cannabis basics, Chaba. And that all has marijuana extract in it as well, but still non-intoxicating. Awesome. So I'm really playing in two different marketplaces. We're playing in the mainstream marketplace with the THC here because of a law we got passed right. that only applies in Washington state. And then I'm playing nationally and internationally for hemp basics, which is just the hemp seed oil and the hemp derived CBD. Wow, that's, that's a, a lot.
0: lot. That's just short. Right? Story. <laughs> right. Uh, well, and you just touched on it, but what does CHABA stand for?
2: Well chaba is a
0: a coin a term that we
2: actually phrase coined the phrase mm-hmm. here it means cannabis health and beauty aids wow. and we t- you know when you go to the grocery store the haba buyer the health and beauty aids buyer um is who you talk to if you're trying to get your products in that right. department well um when we went from medical marijuana to the legal to the regulated adult used uh paradigm like what three or four years ago um there was no pathway forward for me because I was I was carried in 125 medical marijuana stores with my low-level THC topicals here in Washington mm-hmm. State. But because they were so low, because they were less than 0.3% THC, um, the author of 502 or one of the authors of 502 put that your products had to be above uh. that. So for me, so that means something different. I want people to understand, your listeners to understand that when we're talking about hemp and we say less than 0.3% THC, we're talking about a dry weight basis. When we're talking about chaba, when we say less than 0.3% THC, it means less than 85 milligrams in a one ounce con- um, finished volume mm-hmm. product. So one ounce cream or butter or ointment or salve or whatever, you can have up to legally 84 milligrams of activated THC and be sold in regular grocery stores in Washington state because of the law that we were able to get passed. And and it's been in place for four years. And four years later, no other state has copied this law. We're still the only state in the entire Mm -hmm. country that these low level THC topicals or weed topicals are sold in regular grocery stores. You know, as a matter of fact, my products, my chava products are, are not only are uh, they sold in regular grocery stores? But they're actually not allowed in the 502 world because I'm actually not a 502 oh. producer processor. I'm not part of the regulated system. The law that I was co-authored and was able to orchestrate through Olympia, the Chava Law, it removed us out of that entire regulatory wow. framework. We can't ship across oh. the state line. This is only mm-hmm. Washington State. Um, But it's a big deal. It's a And furthermore, it was the first removal of anything cannabis out of any states and any individual states controlled substances act. Um, uh, And still to this day, uh, it's a it's a profound piece of legislation that nobody knows about.
0: (laughs) It is profound. That is incredible. I didn't know about that at all. And I, I think we need to look at Washington for a lot of things, but I didn't even know that was one of them
2: crazy thing is I feel the exact opposite I think that Washington has really screwed things up it's raised to Sunday when it comes to cannabis and even hemp I mean we now have passed two hemp laws here and hemp was scheduled here so we're making you know strides but Chaba really is the one place where Washington was leading 4 years ago and continues to lead in the entire country mm-hmm. and I might say you know internationally as well I don't know of any other countries that have actual weed topicals in their grocery no. stores and in, you know, massage therapists mm-hmm. and spas, and salons, hair salons and all kinds of places. Anywhere but the pot shops is where right.
0: I'm at. Okay. Um, so what began your career in cannabis? I know you just touched on it a lot in the earlier question, but um, if you would like to expand a little bit more about how.
2: Well, I really, if we're going to be real about this, you know, I was in the unregulated market since I was probably 15 mm-hmm. years old. Let's yeah. be real. I mean, we've been hiding, you know, because we've been so underground and because of prohibition and all that stuff. But if we're being Mm -hmm. real, many of us were distribute, you know, part of the distribution chain for natural, you know, cannabis, marijuana. And I'm talking marijuana specifically right right now, because cannabis really is both marijuana and industrial hemp. Like it, it, I I really am not crazy when people use the word cannabis when they're talking about marijuana or ganja mm-hmm. or weed or anything that's intoxicating because then it negates everything that's industrial hemp that doesn't get right. you high because hemp is cannabis. Marijuana is right. cannabis. And so I just want to make sure we set that straight. But when we're talking about marijuana, I mean I I was in the unregulated market really young. You know, I had a triple beam which really puts an age on me set up on my best friend's dad's office yeah. desk you know, when they go to Florida for the winter and I was, you know, selling ounces and quarter pounds out of, out of his desk because I was connected through family. I had access and everybody wanted it. And I've never felt weird about it. I it was, you know, to me, it's, it's harmless, you know, so maybe I was a little young to right. be dealing, but you know, then this is now, Plus I don't see it as a drug. You know, so I don't really
0: think it's a bad thing anyway.
2: Like, I don't really tell that story very often, but I figure I'm in
0: safe company. Absolutely. Okay. So basically, that's what started your career in cannabis was in a very young age.
2: Very young age, and then I went into the military, so I wasn't able to to imbibe. Um, you know, in the oh, okay. Military, although you know that was before you know there was heavy testing for marijuana in the military, so we were able to get away with some stuff. But um, and then it wasn't until yeah I, I came across that book in, at the Fremont Hemp Company. And I was, you know, I was 30, 30 years old at the time,
0: pregnant wow. with my daughter. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, I have a similar, I mean, I wasn't dealing, but I was, I've been in this, you know, for a long time, very young age. And I also did not realize until I read that book and, and saw his documentary later on that, wow, there's so many things that I didn't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, not only was it an eye opener for me about what the, the possibilities that him could bring for the healing of the planet, but it was also quite the eye opener for me because it was the first time I really looked at our government and why was like, man, they Mm -hmm. don't tell us the truth a lot of the time. As a matter of fact, they go on their way to lie to us. So Mm -hmm. it was just a changing thing on that level as well. You know? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so you're a big supporter of women in the, in the cannabis industry. Sorry. I just become a habit to say it now, but, um, you have created something pretty incredible that probably not a lot of people really know about uh, mainstream. Can you talk about Women of Weed? Yes, I, I would love to.
2: Um, you know, we are a limited uh, membership private social club. Okay. And so what happened, to me? I'll tell you why it started first. Sure. Um, I, back in the hemp days, you know, really, I didn't know anybody that was as into hemp the way I was. And I had a business around, it. I mean, I was still working as a bartender, but I was really trying to, you know, make my hemp company take off. i really, and we were all closeted. You think of this 1995, nobody was talking about smoking weed. You, only your friends, like you weren't talking about that in public. You did that. We hid, right. we were still hiding. You know, some of us are still hiding. Right. Anyway. Um, so I thought I had no support system back in the hemp days. And so, so, you know, Flash forward to eight years ago, or back to eight years ago, I had, um, you know, I was a member of CCSE, which is now the Cannabis Alliance that really helped with like, you know, the business part of it. Then I had um, Normal Women of Washington Mm -hmm. was the group, and still to this day, I'm devoted to Normal Women of Washington. We do a lot of uh, community outreach and education, so that I was doing most of my activism there. Mm -hmm. But I really wanted to create a place that was just about you know, having fun, and supporting our sisters, not in a business way, and not rallying to activism, just getting together, smoking weed, eating some great food, sharing stories, and just communing with each other, and so that's what I started, and we just celebrated our sixth year um, birthday, I call them birthdays, um, you know, and it is, it is a private thing, um, we have 300, we will have 300 members when it's completely capped out, the first 100 I cherry-picked of all the women that I knew in activism and business and socially um, that were totally devoted, devoted to the cannabis mm-hmm. plant. And then those 100, those original 100, they get to sponsor in one amazing cannabis sister of their own. And then, you know, the only thing that I ask is that somehow she gives selflessly or has given selflessly to the plant and m- moving us forward to, you know, the emancipation. And then this third 300 is there are honorary women of weed from around the country Mm -hmm. and around the world that are just kicking ass and taking names. And you know, I would love to just list names off to you, but it's a private social (laughs) club. So those women can certainly they can put that in their bio. They put it on their CV if they want, but it's a private social club. It's not about business or activism. So I will never out anybody, but any members are willing to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. what it means to them. And, and so that, so we were going for five years and, you know, we were starting to get challenges of people trying to take our intellectual property. I started to, um, trademark it because it, it, you know, women of weed, it was really mm-hmm. catchy name and, you know, there was a lot of interest in it. We've declined doing state chapters. Um, because I never really wanted the big headache of what, you know, like what many right. other groups have like you gotta remember this was before Women Grow was right. around. This was before any other women's group or maybe Wham down in California, uh Valerie mm-hmm. Corral. You know, I think that was the only women's weed group that I knew of, except for like right. grandma's for ganja. That was a long time ago. So I mean, I I'm not trying to not give props to anybody that pre existed. I'm just saying this really was for fun and I didn't want it to become a headache. So I was like, no state chapters. No, you just need to get sponsored in. And so, but what have how it has evolved is I did protect it, federally trademarked it. Um, and how it has evolved now is that about a year ago I decided, well, everybody, not everybody can be a member, but anybody can rock a women of weed t-shirt. So let's, let's create a, so what I did was I created women of weed gifts and women gives is the philanthropic arm of my parent company, Mother Earth Green Services. And so now we are selling t-shirts and mugs and pens with the the branding on it. But the best part of this is I don't take a dime. All profits, I mean, after everything is paid for, all profits go back to women-owned, women-run nonprofits Mm -hmm. in the cannabis and hemp space. So now when you buy a Women of Weed t shirt, you can rock it wherever you want. Anybody can buy it, even men can buy it, and they can know that all the profits are going back to support women that are doing the nonprofit work in the cannabis and hemp space. So it's kind of a really beautiful thing that's involved.
0: And so, I mean, all of this stuff that you've been talking about is giving me a headache and some anxiety because it's a lot of work that you're dealing with. Um, how do you balance your nonprofit work with your businesses?
2: Oh, you know, that is that's the first time that anyone has asked me that point blank you so thank you um it challenge it is really a challenge you know it is sometimes you know because i'm so passionate about this and because i you know i for the first 20 years i considered myself only an advocate i didn't even consider myself an activist it wasn't really until i was able to get that law you know i did not do that by myself the chava law Washington State. I had help. I had advisors. I had champions in the legislature, Jeannie Cole Wells, Carrie Boyder, Doug Hyatt. So, um, but I really feel like um, my activism has gotten the way
1: mm-hmm.
2: of making money. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's coming around now. The funny thing for me is like after 24 years, I'm like yeah. kind of an overnight success, but really, I've been doing it almost continuously for twenty. years. Well, at least you're not I mean, my about it, right? Year. I mean, that's the only part. <laughs> of- oh, no. So- the thing about it is, is I'm so freaking grateful that all that work I did 20-some years ago is coming back now to gift me because my story didn't start three years ago. It didn't start eight years ago in medical marijuana. It started right. um, tw- 25 years ago. And so I'm just happy that I'm finally not bartending anymore and I'm finally living at it. But I also think that there is a a responsibility and, you know, um, to kind of bring up, you know, a younger generation. I mean, there's really, you know, this is a newer kind of thing. The modern cannabis movement, I would say was, is in the last 10 years, like, so there's a whole new, there's a new guard that we need to teach and support and, you know, so that they can take the torch and move on because this fight is not over. I know people think we have won, but there are still in prison for this. There are still people using their children over marijuana. Um, so there's still a lot of work to do, which is why it's hard for me to just sit back and go, oh no, let me focus on, and I love what I do for a business. I love what I do for a living. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes it's more important to spend the time to do the activism than it is to make more products to sell for the bottom line. And that's (laughs) why I don't make any money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) But I feel like that is definitely a divide in this industry right now. I mean, I think there are people in here that have that true um, feeling, you know, that that's what guides them. But then there are unfortunately a lot that aren't guided that way. And I mean, I don't judge, but I think that we have to have that at the forefront. Yeah, I do judge. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Into this industry and you don't give back at all,
0: yeah. shame on you. No, I do judge about that, too. I don't know why I said I don't judge. I judge. <laughs> I actually said that very thing on past episodes very many times. So I guess I am judging in a way. I do think that we should all be in this for the right reasons, and that's um, something that should guide us. But unfortunately, that's not the case. Yeah. So you have so much going on. What do you have to promote specifically? Or do you have a call to action that listeners can, you know, how can they get involved with everything that you're doing?
2: Call to action. There's several call to actions. I mean, there's always sure. something. stuff that I'm doing. And actually, I just want to go back to the point about me making, making money now, yes. you know, I am a businesswoman, and it would, I would be remiss if I did not handle my business and become an important brand in this brand new industry. You know what I mean? It would be a shame. So I am handling business and the way I get around with, you know, of having activism take over is that I'm finally, finally hiring the people to support me so that everything can get taken care of. And so that is the key to success for now is really surrounding yourself around people that you can trust Mm -hmm. and that have that, that are along the same lines of ethics and integrity. Um, You know, my products, themselves they're all natural no chemical preservatives no man-made fragrance oils no isolate I use only whole plant extractions and infusions you know what I mean so it's super super important for me that my business also be successful Mm -hmm. um you know this stuff just legalizing cannabis in general and making sure that hemp has a good foothold and doesn't get run over by marijuana absolutely my number one priority right um so, but as far as a call to action is concerned, yeah, there's a couple of them, you know, just get involved, you know, you, your normal chapter, your, you know, I mean, there's so many ways to get involved. Now, if you want to get involved in the history, get involved in the history, mm-hmm. but I mean, in the business, I'm sorry, if you want to get involved in the business, get involved in the business, but also think about giving back to the, to the, to the business mm-hmm. and to the industry. Don't yeah. just, so that we can make money on it, but, but volunteer for Normal or for any of the other nonprofits that are in the cannabis or hemp space. That's mm-hmm. number one. Uh, engage with your legislators. When there's a call to action, when you see those calls come out, send the petition out. Sign the petition. Do it. Whatever you can do that way because they they work for us. You do your thing, and then on a level, you know, on a personal business level here in Washington state for anybody in Washington that's listening is for them to go to their corner store, to the drug store, to the grocery store and say, Hey, are you carrying any cannabis health and beauty aids? Do you know that it's legal for you to sell non-intoxicating weed topicals? If they fall under the cannabis health and beauty aids definition, it's legal for you to sell it. And it's a brand new revenue stream for you as well. So I'm just really, cause so many mainstream retailers, drugstores, you know, Everybody that's not a part of the pot world, they don't understand that Chaba is a brand new revenue stream for them. So that's my big call to action in the business. And then I guess I guess one of the last things that I, I want to say as far as for like warnings and what people should watch out for is, you know, the CBD, and I just want to touch on this briefly because we could talk two hours about the whole CBD push in the CBD uh, industry. But I just want people to be aware that all the products out there are not quality products. Right. Please for whole plant infusions and extractions, all natural ingredients, Mm -hmm. and don't get ripped off. CBD at a wholesale price for these manufacturers is no more than a penny a milligram. Mm -hmm. So if you're paying $300 for something that has 500 milligrams in it, Mm -hmm. there's $5 or less milligrams of CBD in there. Please don't get ripped off. So natural ingredients, whole plant extractions, and don't get ripped off. That's my pet thing for the CBD world. That's a lot, but
0: yeah, no, that's that's really perfect. And thank you for mentioning that because I think that there is a, that's a discussion that also isn't really being had right now that we should talk about more. And that's the price of the, the upsell. Yeah, I, know it's a lot of, I know there's a
2: lot of manufacturers are not
0: happy with me, but I don't care.
2: No, I'm tired of, patients and sensitive people getting because people are trying to
0: make money we have to make it accessible to the people who need it or else why are you even in this industry you know um Mm -hmm. i'm totally on board with that and also i'm on board with you making money i was only joking earlier of course Uh, (laughs) we all have to pay our bills right
2: Yes. Oh, I have embraced my capitalist stuff. I'm just saying, don't lose the other stuff. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, well, I am so humbled to have you as a part of this podcast today and you're a true pioneer. And I really appreciate you spending time and sharing your expertise. Um, there's so much knowledge that w- was received today. I appreciate it.
2: Oh, thank you. We're done already. Yeah. Please come back <laughs>
0: on at any time.
2: I would be happy to, Diana. Thank you so much for having me and thank you to your listeners.
0: And um, yeah, just peace and love. Thanks for listening to Your Highness Podcast. If you would like to be featured in a future episode or would like to inquire about possible sponsorship, email Your Highness Podcast at com. That's Your Highness Podcast at com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Highness Podcast. That's at podcast. Thanks again.